Today's show is pre-recorded. Like a million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be for Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. everybody y'all listening to the voice uh, come on dig me now one and only steve harvey got a radio show i was uh had my head down and i was uh thinking of what i wanted to say this morning but uh it it, it kind of uh it's kind of be something i've lived for a long time and uh you know for a long time you know i had a lot of faith in people you know, it's strange, too, because, you know, you know, um, my mother was a Sunday school teacher. So, of course, I grew up around it, knowing uh, scriptures and things like that. Not not a lot of them, but, you know, the ones I retained. But um, having her as a mother was uh, was a huge help in understanding about faith. But even with that, as I grew up, I began to put a lot of faith in people. And, um, you know, I I figured, uh, you know, just like everybody else, you know, man, if I could just meet this person or if I could just sit down with that person or man, if I could just get this person to hear my idea or man, if just if this person could hear my track or man, if I could just get this in the hands of somebody in the know, I was like everybody else. I thought that way. You know, I actually thought that if I could get in a certain situation with a certain person, that if a certain person were to meet me, that, you know, it could change everything for me. Oh, man. Oh, how wrong I was. Oh, how wrong I was. How long did I spend feeling that way? And how many of you out there possibly have felt that way before? You know, like even in a relationship, this is the person for me. And, you know, you just lay claim to that. You know, not necessarily being a fact, but you just lay claim to it. 
this is the person for me. This is the person that I want to spend the rest of my life with. You know, sometimes, you know, we just lay claim to stuff. And it's not always what's in our best interest or it's not always a fact. It's just what we decided we wanted. And I was guilty of that just like anybody else. And I spent a lot of years in my life putting faith in people. Man, if I could tell you anything this morning, it's to stop putting your faith in people and put your faith in God where it counts the most. I mean, you can get something out of this one. See, here's the deal about a relationship with God. It's the same all the time. He never changes. His word is 100% absolute. His word doesn't have loopholes in it. None of that. It's this is what it is. He's very clear. Now, you can deviate off your end of the bargain, but it don't stop what he says from being true. But if he asked you to do something, if if God asked you to to be a certain way, to do a little something a certain way, and you don't do it that way, then, you know, you could still possibly get by for a while. But don't you understand that his end of the deal stays the same? And as long as you're not doing it the way you're supposed to, the results are not going to be what you want it to be. And I did this for years and years and years, and I counted on people. And, uh, you know, I got myself in a lot of situations. And I got out one, a dire situation that I'd been in for a number of years. But he had protected me from years prior to that. I didn't even know what was going on. And then he, he made it aware, made me aware of the problem. And then, man, Lord have mercy, I was in a dismal situation. And then at the end of the year, I was free, free from it all. But it was a decision that I had made that led up to that. And in and in going through that process, I had to learn something, man. I learned a lot about people. See, if you want to learn about your friends, if you want to learn about your people, people around you, get yourself in some trouble. Get yourself in a situation. Oh, man, you start looking around, man, the field get real clear when you're in trouble. The field clears out when you're in doubt, when you don't know what to do, when you need help. It get real clear on the playing field then, don't it? Oh, but when things is going right, it's time for a party. We throwing a celebration. We 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 gonna we gonna do one down here. Oh man, there's plenty of people on the field. But 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 get yourself in a situation. You find out rather quickly that oh no, oh no, everybody ain't here. And that's when I started learning. And I and I'm telling you, I had to start learning this for real until I finally got it to stop putting my faith in people and put all of mine in God where it counts the most. Now, is that to say that there are people that you can't trust? No, that's not what I'm saying. I ain't say you can't trust them, but you can't dump your faith in them. I got it all riding on what he say. I got it all riding on what she say. No, no, uh uh-uh, no. I hear you saying it, but I'm gonna keep my eye on this situation because I hear you saying it, but I'm going to take this faith of mine and instead of putting it in people, I'm going to put it in God where it counts the most because his word is absolute. What he say he's going to do, he's going to do. What he say he's not going to tolerate, he's not going to tolerate. Now, you can make it it tolerable for yourself, but he's not going to tolerate it, and that's just the end of the line. And so, you know, I'm, 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 I'm wondering how many people out there find themselves in a situation like me, or maybe you've gotten yourself in a situation because you put your faith in some people and now you wound up in a different type of situation. Now let me ask you, where them people at? The only 
one that I found when I was in my deepest trouble, when me and my wife were in our darkest situation, was God. It was the only one. It was the only one who was just right there, right there all the way through. Now, let me explain something to you. Because you have this relationship with God, it does not mean, it does not mean now that it won't get, it won't still be a situation. You understand? But what he will do is protect you during that period. He'll cover you during that period that it is a situation. He will give you the strength to overcome the situation when it turns into a situation. Then when he, when he cracks it open for you and the sun is bright and shining, what he don't want you to do is when it gets sunny again to forget about him who was there when it was dark for you. See, I used to do that too. You know, I was, oh man, I did it. I'm, I'm telling you right now I did it. But I'm telling you, man, when I learned a very serious lesson and I watched some people I thought were friends of mine just sort of casually remove themselves from the situation. Then I said, okay. Me and Marjorie looked around. We said, okay, it's just me, you, and God. And we started conducting ourselves accordingly. So when it's sunny for us, we remember God. We stay prayerful. We keep talking to him. We thank him for the sunshine. We thank him for the dark days that he allowed us to do, who allowed us to survive it and turn it into sunny days. And we talk to him constantly to protect us of our future enemies. And that's what the deal is. So if I was everybody, I would stop putting your faith in people and put your trust in God where it really does count the most. It really, really does. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, it has begun the Steve Harvey Morning Show live in living color. We are here available, inspiring, informing, enlightening, uplifting, motivating, and when all that get out the way, Lord have mercy, this is a funny show. Ladies and gentlemen, Shirley Strawberry. Good morning, Steve. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And then that was Carla Pharrell. Good morning, Steve. What's up, crew? And along came Junior Kia Spates. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Joe to see. Oh, that was horrible. Early in the morning. Terrible. And the king of pranks, nephew Tommy. Yay, yay, in the building, baby. Good morning, everybody. Yeah. Hey. How you feel, Steve? I feel good. You know, um, uh, can I be honest, though? Oh, yes. Uh, I'm exhausted. You just got here. So early? Did it's you early sleep in the morning. We just woke up. Yeah, I'm talking about, from just talking about racism. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And, you know. Oh, you racially tied. Yeah, I'm I'm really That's glad different. that there are so many people out there understanding and trying to yes. empathize and, and 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 identify with what the problem is. But again, when you see them lined up outside with Confederate flags into the race and you see them hanging nooses in people's yard, you just you just know it's it's not going away. And so we have to just continue to fight, man, and and get some laws in place. The one law that I'm really going to be pushing for is mandatory police sentencing so that they have to be uh, enforced at the same way that we are forced to obey the law. That's only fair. If you're hired to serve and uphold the law, then you should have to uphold the law when it's you too. And you should not have the right to decide if we die today. Not as a police officer. 
And you're not above yeah. the law. Yeah. yeah. You're no. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. So, yeah. everybody have so a you, good one today. Yeah, dog. You black tied is what you're saying. You just black tied. Black tied. B T. Black tied. It's been. It hasn't just been. You know, this year. This has been going on our entire and lives. Shirley and B T stands for Ben Tide. Oh, yeah. Ben Tire. <laughs> Not Black Tire. Ben Tire. Ben Yeah, our entire yeah. lives. That's all we do. Uh-huh. We I, just, I just keep wish, it moving. We just keep it moving. Yeah, We've lived you know, with it. And I wish, it. I know it can't happen, but I wish if everyone could just imagine if it were happening to you. That's right. Mm-hmm. Imagine What would that. you want to happen? Yeah. Well, that's what we want to happen. I don't want a lawless society. I don't want a world without police. Ain't nobody asking for that. Nobody wants that. I hope you don't want that. Please. We just just don't want them killing us. (laughs) Yeah. You think we ain't coming outside because of COVID? Let let them get rid of the police. Oh, please. I'm really not leaving home. <laughs> it's always deadly force, it seems like, when it comes to us. Yes. 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 yes with the that's the issue. Yes. Try some other methods, you know? Mm-hmm. Don't kill us. Mm-hmm. Man, Arrested. that's right. But Just when you practice all kill shots, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. of your targets mm-hmm. is kill shots, yeah. chest and head. Yeah. That explains a lot. And the targets happen to be black. Wow. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to switch gears here, Steve, as we always do around this time. And coming up at 32 minutes after the hour, get ready to ask the CLO chief love officer in the building right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, it is time. It is time for Ask the CLO. And if you want advice from the CLO, some love advice, please submit your questions to steveharveyfm.com. Here we go, Steve. This one is from Kim in Hampton, Virginia. Kim says, I'm 32 years old and I've been dating a guy for seven months. I met his parents last weekend and his mom is very sweet, but his daddy is a pervert. His dad cornered me in the hallway as I was leaving the restroom, and he whispered that he's a bad boy. Then he told me to rub him to see what he's working with. What? I went went and told my boyfriend, and he laughed and said his dad is harmless. He asked me to chill before I made a scene. I think my boyfriend should have checked his dirty old daddy. Am I wrong? Dirty old daddy. it's, It's not that you're wrong. It's just that a, fa- a son to his father, he he don't he don't see that side, and he don't want to see that side. Man, my daddy harmless. Well, he don't really know his daddy like that. You know, he just know him as the father son. He ain't never seen him flirting with chicks before. He don't know his daddy perverted. He don't know. Mm. And for you to bring it up, he just ain't. He gonna check his father. Pop, you don't be up in here talking to her like that. The respect level and that respect has a little bit of fear in it for you, father. And I believe that's what it is. And, you know, just avoid his father. Stay away from him. Uh, he could be a good guy. I mean, you, the dude you with, and he done took you to meet his mama. That's a good sign after seven months. So just avoid the dad. His dad could be perverted, and his son don't know what that's like. Come here, and yeah. Hopefully it don't go no further than that. I'm going to see what I'm working with. I'm going to see what I'm working with. (laughs) (laughs) And then you find to the boy and the daddy. Mm. Yeah. So congratulations, buddy. 
just stay away from the daddy. That's the best I can do. And then if it happens yeah. again, then you're going to have to point it out to his yeah. son again. You might have to go, go in there and tell his mom. Put your hand in my pocket. Your husband is dirty on me. Your husband touching my ass every time I'm coming in the hallway, and I needed to stop Miss Peterson. Exposed the pervert. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Get your man. Yeah. All right, Girl, right. Leave that uh, girl alone. We're, we're moving on. Uh, Joanne in Corinth, Texas, says I'm a 29 year old Caucasian woman, and I love your show. My problem is with my husband. All he wants to do is go fishing and hang out at the lake with his buddies since we aren't quarantined anymore. I asked him what's the problem and he said I nag him constantly. He said we need some time apart and he's been staying on our boat. I know he's not cheating because my brother and my cousin stay on the boat too. He's been home to shower and change clothes. Then he leaves. Will he, he, just, will he snap out of this eventually? He's just tired. Well, yeah. See, he done got tired of you in the, in the, in the, in the quarantine. You don't want to oh, yeah. out. Yeah, he black couldn't people wait and for white a people, little. Steve, they got yeah, the same everybody, 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 black and white. People. He tired of your ass. He down there at the boat with his, your brother, any damn body. But you done got on his nerves in the yes, quarantine, right. and he will snap out of it. But give him a minute though. Give him a minute. Y'all was locked up for a long time. He down there fishing now. He said his job started stressing him out. I mean, no, she is the job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. This one's from Anonymous in Norristown, Pennsylvania. Uh, she says, I'm a 56-year-old woman, and I was happily married until January of this year. That's when my husband's job started stressing him out, and he gradually gained weight. As he got bigger, he started outgrowing his clothes, and uh, he usually wears sweatpants now. All right, he works from home so it's not a problem. As a woman that takes care of her insides and outward appearance, it's hard to watch my husband turn into a slob. How can I motivate him to get up and get moving to lose the weight? Well, you got you got to use uh, persuasive powers of a woman. You know, uh, this unattractiveness that he's turning to is obviously not attractive to you, and you got to let him know. But how? You just got to sit him down and say, hey, look, sweetie, can we talk for a minute? What's happening? What's going on with you? I know your job is stressing you out, but baby, you letting yourself go. That's not who you are. I've always been proud of the way you work, the way you handle your business. I want that man back. Don't let yourself go. Don't let this situation be. He working. What are he tripping for? Hell, it's COVID-19 for everybody. He the only one. Now, that's what you can say. Or oh, then you could go route two. Your fat ass getting on my nerves now. Oh my there God. we go. <laughs> Thank you. Big chunky pot belly ass. And I don't want you on me. Your damn yes. hands off me. <laughs> yes. Uh, don't touch me. Belly. Stop it. Is that going to Spray work? some Lysol on his ass. <laughs> yeah. Get your stomach off me. <laughs> if the situation were reversed, surely the husband would say something to the well, wife. You can, but I don't that, That's a thin line. That's a little different. Or he would do something, cheat or something. Damn. <laughs> Can't leave the house. Where you going to cheat at? <laughs> Next show. <laughs> That's it. That's why I'm trying to prolong it. <laughs> Men complain all the time about their wives gaining weight. All the time. Come on now. Don't Not to their wives. I mean, I know that. I know that. Ain't nobody saying that. Ain't nobody saying that. That's that's 
Shelly, you all right, baby? Everything okay? I'm fine. You just fine off tonight. What's, what's <laughs> everybody telling their wife they didn't get you know? for you? you I'm just trying to. You done lost your place in the letter. Now you drinking. I... I'm watching you on Zoom. You turn up that bottle. Is it this water is now water. or is that gin? This is water. I don't drink gin. <laughs> I'm sitting up in here and ain't nobody complaining. You got a lot of nerve. About the way, oh, I've been venting all damn morning. I'm yes. going through some things over I'm here. I'm not. <laughs> I am. Get off me. All right, so that's your answer. Okay. All right. <laughs> Coming up, Nephew Tommy with Run That Prank Back <laughs> right after this. Oh, how much? You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, Miss Ann will be here with today's national news. And in trending news, Teddy Roosevelt's statue is going to be removed from the Museum of Natural History in New York and the FBI and Department of Justice. They're both investigating the noose that was found in NASCAR's Bubba Wallace's garage. We'll talk about all of these stories at the top of the hour. But right now, the nephew is here to run that prank back. What you got for some somewhere. You spent my credit card. This is my dude right here. This this prank right here. This is my dude right here. Yeah. Make no mistake about, about this, it. partner. He was about it, about it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, here we go. You spent my credit card. Let's go, cat dog. Hello. Uh, I'm trying to reach Anthony. Anthony. Yeah, this is me. Uh, Anthony, this is uh, this is Jay Will. I'm the bartender here at the club. At yeah, man, I've been calling y'all all week, man, about my card. Yes, yes, I got your card. You actually, uh, you must have left it here Saturday night, is, is that right? Yeah, I, man, look, I left it up there Saturday, man, but I've been calling y'all all week, man, trying to get my card. We don't normally come back in until Thursday or Thursday morning. We get the liquor ready uh, for Thursday night, so we're, nobody's actually here. I just yeah, happen to be coming. I understand that, man, but y'all run your business, man. Y'all got to get somebody to start answering the phones, man. I, I need my, I need my card. Right, right. Well, I, I, Where y'all at right now so I can come pick up my car? Y'all at the club? No, I'm not. I just left the club, actually. I'm actually uh, almost home, but I do have I do have your card with me. Oh wait wait wait! You got you got my card with you? Yes, I, I have I have your credit card. Well, why the, why the you took my car to the house? Well, I, I, I saw all the messages that you left on the machine, so I, I'm assuming that uh, if I reached out to you, maybe we could meet up and I could actually help you out and get it to you before Thursday. Yeah, but that's cool, man, but I, I could have just met you at the club. If you, if you saw my call, you should have just called me back. I could have came right over to the club, man. I mean, Okay, well, I, I apologize. I got a lot of running around to do, but if, if you don't mind coming out and picking it up for me here at the house, you know, I, I'd make sure okay. I get it to you. Okay, cool, cool. Well, look, check this out. What's your address, man, so I can just come over there to you right now? I'm going to put it in GPS and run over there. Okay, it's... Uh, hold on. What, hold on, hold on. Right, street. All right. Was it Zip? Uh, all right, all right, cool. Look, man, you you there now? Cause I'm, I can just shoot over there right quick. And I and I applaud you a little something, man, for taking care of that, man. Cause I, I really need my car, man. I got some urgent business I need to take care of, so I just shoot you a little something when I get over there. And I appreciate it again, man. Okay, well, well you know, I appreciate you, you know, wanting to slide me something. And since you said that, you know, maybe, uh, you know, maybe you don't have to, cause I actually, I, I ran into a little jam, man. And and hopefully you you you'll be understandable about it. But I ran into a little jam, and I actually had to. Uh, I, I, I actually had to use your car. Oh, whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. You, you said what? Uh, well, I, you know, I got into a, a little, a little situation, and, and I actually had to use your car. Use my car. Right. Well, well, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'll be able to, 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 to uh, be able to give it back, pay it oh, back to you. Man, you you know what I'm saying? Use my car. 
What, hey man, what, 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 what the hell y'all got kind of operation y'all got going on over there, man? Use my car for what? I closed my tab out on Saturday night, man. Yeah, you, you closed your tab out, you know, and, and, and like I said, I was going through a little bit of a situation. I needed some gas, so I used it for that, and, yeah. and my little, my little girl needed some uniforms for her school, and I, I, my check hadn't come from the, from the club yet, but as soon as the club, as soon as, hey, 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 oh, oh, slow down, bro. You went, you, you put, you put gas and you, you buy somebody somebody tear, tear some clothes on my right car. right and i had to get my car out of the shop so i mean once i your car off the shop man let me tell you something man you with my family man you with my family money man i'll you up for that bro don't, i don't play for this uh, uh, man i'm gonna tell you what i tell you what man i'm, I'm gonna tell you what i'm gonna i'm gonna around and find a police report man i'm gonna you up, man. You need to have my I can, I can, I can, Mr. Anthony, please, just calm down, man. I know it's a different. No, little... yeah, they don't calm down nothing. But at least, at least, at least. I got a family, man. I got my own kids to take care of. I, but at least I'm telling you what happened. Man, you're I don't not. I don't even at... damn what you telling me. You should have used my card. My car should have been at the club where I left it at. I can pay you back in payments, man. Every, every week. I, I... Mean, I want my money. I want my car back. I'm going to bust your that's what, the, that's what it's going to be. Sir, that's what it's gonna be. if your car was that important, you wouldn't have left it at the club. Man, I don't give a damn people leave their car all the time. Well, if you wouldn't have been so... You if you wouldn't... Wanted, the girl had my car the whole time. Said she was going to save it for me and give it to me. And I signed my name and she didn't give it to me. If you wouldn't have been so drunk, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have left your car at the club. Hold on, hold on. Nobody, nobody, nobody f***ed up, man. I, I had two drinks, man. But that don't excuse the fact I had some press and videos I need to leave. But that don't excuse you to use my Car, man. I understand that, man, but I'm where, telling you, where, where I'm. Where you at right now, man? Where you at? You at this address? You at this address? I'm at, yes, I am. Yeah, I, I'm on the way over there, man, and I'm, and I'm, I'm telling you what, man. If, I, if you don't have my car and my money when I get there, I'm going to bust your wide open. I, I understand. Money, I, can't, you, I, I, money, I had to, it, it took me $400 to get my car out the shop. What no? What no? It was actually six hundred on your car because I had to get the other stuff that I told you about. But you crazy, you crazy, you 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 done up, you done up. That's what you done. That you done you done really messed up, man. Hey, say, man, that's hey, look, man, that's my wife. That's me and my wife joint savings account, man. That's for my kids. I got two kids to take care of, man. I don't know what type of game you trying to run, man, but I, I promise you this. I got some for you. I want all of my money on my account, and if, if any money, if, I'm telling you right now, I swear to God. I've already told you that I've used this money. What do you mean is if, if it's not there? It's not there. Okay. I've used That's it, cool. Anthony, hey, but man, I'm asking you, you, you to let me put a paper. Let me tell you something. I, I swear to God right now, I promise. Woo, I swear, if you, if you, if you, if you don't have my together when I get over there, I'm going to put my hands on you, man. I don't know who you think you're playing with, man. I don't play these boy games. I don't, I know, I hope I don't think this is gonna go. I'm gonna sue the pants off they. I'm gonna sue the black off they. I want my car and I want my money. Real. So if my money ain't back on my car, by the time I get over there, got the cash in my hand. By the time I get over there, we're gonna have a real serious problem. And I'm done talking. Hello. Hey, you ain't got to call me. I'm already on the way. I swear to God, let, let my money be off my car. Let my not be there. I hope it's not right. And I'm gonna up, man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm telling you right now, I, 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 I put my, I put my, my right hand to God on my daughter right now. If my money ain't on my car, if the car ain't in my hand, with my money in my hand when I get over there, don't even worry about it. I'm on the way over there. I'll be there in less than 10 minutes. I, I want to be honest about this. Somebody actually gave me your car. What? Somebody actually gave me your car. Somebody gave you my 
Entertainment and national news for you right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Theodore Roosevelt's statue will, yes, it will be removed from the entrance of the American Museum of Natural History in New York City. The statue features the nation's 26th president, Theodore Roosevelt. He's on a horse with a Native American man standing on one side and an African American man standing on the other side. Uh, This move comes as the nation and several states deal with the handling and removal of Confederate monuments and other controversial statues, and that's definitely a controversial statue because have you seen it? See, it looks like he's high above, above the, yeah, uh, above yeah. both the of them, Native American well, and uh, the African American. I don't know if this is true, but I heard they're going to replace the statue. It's a black sculptures that's uh, carving out a statue of the two of them pulling him down off the horse, whooping his ass. <laughs> That's no, I like be that. New that's be that's a nice look. They're pulling him off the horse and whooping him. <laughs> and set the horse free. No. Yeah, and the horse <laughs> gallops off free. So Peter, Peter's going to love that because they don't see why you would be riding the horse any damn way. Let the horse be. He's a Mustang. He should be free. So, so Shirley, how many statues are coming down now? That's a lot Man, of we, notice. A lot of it ain't going to be a park you nowhere. Take, you might want well to take them all down there. Yeah, it's a they lot of Get Lincoln ass out that chair. The pigeons ain't going to have nowhere to go to the bathroom. They're going to go, man, y'all took all the toilets out. <laughs> this damn pigeon's going, hey, they're taking the toilet down. Hey. <laughs> We're getting it all tough. The president doesn't like it, it but uh, they have to come down. You know, they do. They, do. they have to come yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, president sure. don't like it. Mm-hmm. Take George. If he win again, they're going to take all them Trump Towers down. <laughs> you got bigger problems. Huh? Man, you better be careful, Mr. President. <laughs> in other trending news, uh, as we told you yesterday, a noose was found in Bubba Wallace's garage stall Sunday at Talladega. And now NASCAR, uh, the Justice Department, and the FBI are investigating the case as a possible hate crime. On Monday um, afternoon, Bubba Wallace fought back tears 
as uh, all of his fellow drivers rallied behind him at the starting line in Talladega to show the world they stand with him. And there was a prayer of unity. The drivers all lined up to hug Bubba. Bubba Wallace, of course, is the only black driver in NASCAR's top circuit. And he's a very outspoken supporter of the Black Lives Matter movement. You know what? I I really hope that they can find some cameras. See, when the FBI get involved, Mm -hmm. you have a problem because they busy, man. Mm-hmm. And if they can find some footage of somebody walking somewhere, making a turn in that garage that didn't belong in there, or can show some film footage or something, they're they going to find this guy, man. But yeah. mm-hmm. well, didn't they fly and, some and, flags, And there's cars behind it where they are really making sure. They want to find out who it mm-hmm. was. I saw some story. flags that they flew that they wanted to, to, defund, the, uh, to na- defund NASCAR. Did you see that? Yes, I saw well, that. Uh, yeah. Confederate flag. And the, yeah. Yeah. yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. vendors too outside still want to yeah. sell their Confederate flag T-shirts. Well, the flag ain't and, coming back. And the Confederate flag. Well, yeah, it's flag. out. Yeah. Well, sell it I'm, outside then. Yeah. I like Junior. He on flag patrol. Yeah. What you say, yeah. Junior? The flag ain't coming back. It's not. Y'all can get over that. <laughs> Let that go. Yeah, yeah, Let go. Else. Let yeah, find it. something else, man. It's all right. We've had to get over a lot. A lot of stuff. Yeah. Come on, Steve. Yeah. Yes. Go on, get over the little flag. That's the Confederate right. flag. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's done. They all took right, it down Steve. at the OK Cafe. <laughs> In Atlanta. Yeah. 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 Hello. Time to get caught up on today's headlines. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. Good morning, everybody. Voters are going to the polls today in several states. Uh, primaries are being held in Kentucky, New York, Virginia, with runoffs in North Carolina and Mississippi. President Trump travels to Arizona today for a rally and also a look at the border wall. Uh, former President Obama is getting virtual today with his former VP Joe Biden at about 5.15 Eastern time. They're going to be talking to supporters and, ask, and answering questions as well. In Atlanta yesterday, mourners paid their last respects to Rayshard Brooks, the man who was shot to death by a white cop who sought to arrest him for simply falling asleep drunk in his car in a Wendy's parking lot. The cop who shot him, Garrett Rolfe, has been fired. He's charged with murder. He's also jailed without bond. Funeral services are being held this afternoon uh, for Rayshard Brooks at the famed Ebenezer Baptist Church. Of course, that's a church where Dr. Martin Luther King preached. Uh, Mr. Brooks's gold coffin and going home services all being paid for by Tyler Perry. Over the weekend, lawmakers in Minnesota tried but failed to pass any police accountability legislation. Meanwhile, several proposals inspired by the horrible police killing of George Floyd. However, both houses of the Minnesota state legislature have adjourned their special sessions without passing a single proposal. Democratic lawmakers submitted nearly two dozen packages, including changes in the legal standards for deadly force, turning over all police officer prosecutions to the state attorney general. They wanted a ban on chokeholds, and they wanted the elimination of so-called warrior training. St. Paul Representative Carlos Mariani is chair of the Public Safety Committee. He had hopes of rooting out the real problems and also avoiding the old stories and the old excuses. It's not the apples. It's the tree. And the tree doesn't have its roots only in Minneapolis. It has sprouted all across our nation. Democrats are criticizing their Republican colleagues for adjourning the special session before any compromise bill could even be reached. They say something needs to be done. Uh, by the way, roughly 9 million coronavirus cases reported around the world. One million were reported in just the last week. The World Health Organization attributes the uptick in cases to the coronavirus pandemic now hitting highly populated countries, uh, areas of countries in Latin America now, uh, South Asia, the Middle East, and Africa. 
all at the same time. So it's a pretty bad thing. President Trump, by the way, freezing green cards and also special work visas until the end of this year. By the way, Alexander Kung, one of the four fired Minneapolis cops accused of murdering George Floyd in that video seen around the world, he went shopping the other day but found himself confronted by an irate woman. What's your name? It is you. Mm -hmm. So you're out of prison yes. and you're comfortably shopping in cup food as if you didn't do anything. I don't think you should have that right. I don't even think you should be out on bail. Like, you're literally outside here comfortably as if you didn't kill that man. This is the officer who was let out of jail today for shooting George Floyd. Or, I'm sorry, suffocating him. Yeah, he has the nerve to literally come outside thinking that we don't know what he looks like. Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, yesterday, family, friends, and members of the community attended a public viewing for Rayshard Brooks. Uh, he was, of course, a 27-year-old black man who was fatally shot in the back by police in Atlanta. That happened on June 12th. The viewing was at the historic Ebenezer Baptist Church. A private funeral will take place today at the church and will be streamed live on the church's website. Uh, Tyler Perry is covering the full cost of the funeral. And as we know, Rashard Brooks was found sleeping in his car at a Wendy's drive-thru. He was arrested after failing a sobriety test and was shot twice in the back as he was scared and uh, tried to flee. Uh, the officer who shot him, Garrett Rolfe, was fired and charged with felony murder. The other officer, David Brosnan, is charged with aggravated assault. So there you go. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Mm. You know, I mean... <laughs> It's so much going on in the world right now. It just is, you know. The funeral. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's just yeah. It was just what last week or week before that we. You can't George digest Floyd. all of it at yeah. one time. Yeah, it's very yeah, it's, heavy. It's yeah, a lot. It's a it's, heavy time right now. Everything that's going on. Yeah. But we, you and know. As soon as you follow, as soon as you follow in one case, you look up. Here come another case. Yeah. To another case. To yeah. Another case. Don't yeah. You know, and it's, it's, it's like, for example, you know, I had another incident where a police officer was, had another black man choke in hole. a chokehold. In New York, yeah. You know, listen, the training of police officers, mm -hmm. they're taught the chokehold. Mm -hmm. The training of the police officers, they're taught the knee on the back of the neck. Their training of a police officer, all of their targets are shoot to kill chest and head shots mm -hmm. and the picture that they're shooting at is always a black image if you all if these people do not think that that's tied to this they're sadly mistaken man and then when you incorporate the racial attitude that so many of them have towards black people period mm -hmm. look man for example brianna taylor you go in with a no-knock warrant. You start firing shots, 27 shots. This woman ends up dead. And the person you were looking for was already in jail. Let me explain something to y'all. If me, Junior, and Tommy fire shots into a house and somebody winds up dead, we're going to prison. Immediately. immediately. Oh, that day. All of us. That day. Mm -hmm. that day. See, while they holding these, uh, uh, they're going through their, 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 their process, what do yeah. they call it, trying to investigate. Mm -hmm. Everybody that was there was an accomplice to murder. They trying to find out which bullet shot. All of them got gunpowder residue on their hands. Everybody fired a shot. 
fired a shot and don't know which one killed him. Somebody got to pay, man. Coming up at 34 minutes after the hour in trending political news, the president is headed to Phoenix now, and we'll tell you more right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. After the Trump campaign's embarrassing weekend in Tulsa, today the president will be in Phoenix uh, attending a rally hosted by students for Trump at the Dream City Church with about 3,000 seats. Um, There are also 52,000 cases of COVID-19 in Arizona. We doubt the president will focus on the coronavirus cases. We doubt he will wear a mask, all of that. The president will also visit a section of the border wall with the Department of Homeland Security. And don't be fooled by the Supreme Court ruling on DACA, uh, the Dreamers uh, bill last week. The Supreme Court simply declared that Mr. Trump failed to end DACA in the correct manner. Not that he couldn't end it, okay? That's a big distinction there. The president has a legal authority to end the program, but that he had technically gone about doing it in the wrong way. The Supreme Court gave Trump a roadmap to do it correctly next time around, and Trump said he will follow the instructions and refile. Uh, and the president signed an executive order to suspend work visas, visas through the end of 2020. A lot going on. <sighs> so much. Yeah. You got to yeah. really pay attention, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, to what's yeah. going on and what what he's doing and the moves that he's making. Yeah, yeah. you know, he, he talks because about you know, if rally. you look at it, he does nothing positive. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Nothing positive. I don't care what Fox says. I don't care what oh. Hannity says. He does nothing positive. I don't care what Rush Limbaugh says. He does nothing positive, man, for people who need help for people who want help, for people who are oppressed. He does nothing for people who are downtrodden, which is a vast majority of Americans. He does nothing, man. What has he said to try to heal the feelings of the protesters, to even understand why, to even begin to deal with it? He doesn't go over there. Yeah. That that's a subject he does not broach. He do, he doesn't go over there. He doesn't yeah. because he's he thinks, incapable of doing yeah, that. Yeah, and it'll an offend empathy. his yeah, it'll mm-hmm. offend his base. He doesn't well, want to do anything. Right, and then the fact that he's su- su- signed this executive order to suspend work visas. His wife yeah. was on a work visa when she came. <laughs> mm. Well, he married well she's not now, Carla. Yeah. <laughs> she's the first lady now. He's, he's, he's something else. Yeah. yeah. No, he really yeah. is. And it's well, not that I think I expect anything different from him. It's just yeah. that I would I would expect As something different from some of his followers to go, you know what? I've had enough of this. This ain't right. I mean, look, man, I don't care who you are. You've got to look at this and go, boom, instead of trying to justify it. But I understand why they justify it, because it keeps them in power. Power, yeah. They like the power. And that ain't going to change. And And he's going to go visit that wall, that border wall today in Phoenix. Yep, yep, yep. And he's not going to wear one, but he needs to wear a mask. Hope they behind schedule. Um, 
Today also, since you brought that up, Steve, is, is Super Tuesday. It's Election Day uh, in the following states, New York, Kentucky, and Virginia. So please get out and vote. If you are not registered to vote, go to whenweallvote.org. That's whenweallvote.org. Please get out and vote. This is a, a prelude to what's going to happen in November. And we can't take anything for granted at this point. We just can't. We don't know for sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. we, we got to do our part. We have to vote. We and cannot we take it for granted. We have to get ready to vote in November yeah. because this information that we're talking about with the Supreme Court, you got to watch the messaging and watch what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And presidents appoint Supreme well, Court right. justices. Absolutely. Look how many he yes. appointed in his first term. Yes. So, right. you know, yeah, all these things Stay are important. Woke. We have, yeah, we have to do our part. We have to do our part. So when we all vote, if you have not registered in Kentucky, Virginia, and New York, we're counting on you today to get out there and vote, please. Steve, I know you used to get mad because you used to say you hate it to beg, but we got we got to do what we got to do. If we have to beg, we got to beg at this point. Really, you do, man. I get yeah. tired of it, but we got to do something. Yeah. We got to yeah. beg all we got We got to do I it. I ain't up for four more years of this. No. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. I don't feel like it. All right, coming up next, we're going to switch gears here. Nephew Tommy is going to be here with today's prank yes! phone call. That's coming up Let's right do after something this. stupid for it. Yes! You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's today's Strawberry Letter. Uh, my subject today, is he here for me or just the baby? Hmm. Mm. Okay. All right. Okay. Mm. That's the subject. Right now, nephew here with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Nev? <laughs> Your son peed in the pool. You know what? Before we go to this prank, let me just ask my my, my co-workers. Have y'all what? peed in the pool before? I Carla? Was probably her son's age, mm-hmm. yeah. Carla? <laughs> no. You ain't never stood there looked off in a far distance and just... No. You ain't, mm. no. Shirley? Oh, I have, yeah. I have. Okay. I've never peed in okay. Junior always- boy? I couldn't hold yeah. it. Come I on, couldn't Tommy. hold you know, it. Good and hell well, we've you all peed in the pool. <laughs> I could not hold it. Ass I ain't never done that. <laughs> oh, my I'm God. talking about the men on this show. You know, good no, and well, we didn't. Come on. Okay. As a, as a female, I'm Who now? The much ocean. Much younger, though. Much <laughs> the younger. Ocean. <laughs> the ocean. The <laughs> ocean. That's a different story. Uh, yeah. I think everybody has at some point. <laughs> yeah. I, I try That's to make sure I got a little more chlorine in it than you, what you're supposed to have. Exactly. Just to be safe. That's when you be over exactly. in the corner. If you see anybody in the corner, in the, corner, in the pool, kids, look at uh, all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do it when you're a kid. Yeah. But that's oh, them why kids they have do chlorine. not get out and run. Never have I seen one get out of my pool and run to the bathroom. Uh-uh. They've been in there really? two, three hours. Run two, three hours. I'm like, come on. Get and then out. I make, the, I make them go Dry before off. they get in. Yeah, you go have to go first. You can do that. You can do that. But I'm just saying, by the time three hours go by, you've been flipping and flopping in the pool. Come on now. <laughs> Somebody then went. Mm-hmm. I bet you it was my boy that went first. Bet you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, here we go. Your son peed in the pool. Let's go. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach. Can you hear me? Yes. I'm trying to reach Anastasia. This is she. How you doing, man? Listen, I'm uh, Glenn, the lifeguard over here at the pool, here in the apartment complex. Yes, sir. Do you have a uh, Do you have a son named? Yes, sir. Is everything all right? Uh, yeah, yeah, everything is fine. I mean, uh, uh, a quick question, ma'am. 
we got a situation here with. What's going we, on? We, we're not we're not going to be allowed to uh, to let him swim here at the pool in the complex anymore. What? We got what a. What do you mean? Your son, uh, I mean, he swims here pretty much every 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 other day. You know, I'm always here seeing him swim. But it seems like yeah. is, you know, we've been trying to figure out who it is. Your your son keep peeing in the pool. Man, my son ain't peeing no pool. Ma'am, I, I I don't want to get into it with you. Your son is. We finally narrowed it down. Your son is the one that's peeing in the pool every day. And, you know, it's, it's really a bad thing. Uh, it, we can't continue to keep letting him come over here. We got to ban him from the pool. My son don't pee in no pool. We ain't nasty like that. Did you take them to be in the pool? Why the fuck you going to say it's my son in the pool? Well, your son is the one that be making faces and stuff, and I know that's what he's doing. He in there peeing. Your son is the one that's peeing in the pool. You make, making faces? He be making faces, so I know he in there peeing. What that got to do with him? He can be making faces because
fool too. Now, you you not bring all them through. kids over there, getting them in the pool. Let me tell you something. Don't you bring them kids over there and bring them in the pool. No, none of your children. I don't give a damn what you say. You are running. You are lifeguard. Get real. No, lady, listen, lady, I, 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 I'm not going to go continue to go back and forth. I got one more thing I need to say to you, and I'm done, okay? One more thing, and I'm done. You ain't got to say to me. I do have one thing I do need to say to you. What the you got to say to me? I need to say this. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked from your homeboy. You. Hello? I'm a kid. Look here. Man, look here. Nephew Tommy, doctor. Man, you, time, man, you, you about to get this life going. Look at this fool. Y'all play too much. Y'all know y'all play too much. Don't raise my blood pressure for nothing. I'm walking toward the pool now. I thought you was coming to the pool tomorrow. I, I was coming to the office today. They still was opening the five o'clock office to tell me I don't call my files about my son. In the pool. I was gonna come now. <laughs> Take care of them kids, baby. I got one more thing I got to ask you. What is the baddest radio show in the land? The Steve Harvey Morning <laughs> Show, baby. And there you have it. <laughs> there good... you have it. Well, I got yeah. <laughs> you got, I got it what was. You got I, it. I, I, I got what was coming to me, uh-huh. and I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> <laughs> you play yeah, too much. You're in summertime. here with us because he's in here with us. <laughs> You know your son peed in the pool. <laughs> Crazy. If you want me to prank somebody, go to thomasmiles.com. That's thomasmiles.com. Click on my prank button, and this is the way I do it. You leave me your number. You leave me the information on what you think we going to do. Uh-huh. I'm going to call you. We going to work it out. Because nine times out of ten, what you think going to be good ain't going to be good. Right. But we going to work it out between us. Okay. And then, uh-huh. What? Go ahead. No, I was going to ask you, who, who wants to prank someone the most? Like wives and husbands or best friends? Uh, you know what? Or stars? Uh, wives love pranking their husbands. Uh-huh. But, but co-workers really like pranking co-workers. Yeah. That's, that's what I got a lot of. Yeah, that would be good. Mm-hmm. Everybody like trying to play a, play a prank on each other at work. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now, when I, when I see church members, though, oh. I light up. Okay, we're out. Let the light <laughs> from you, the lighthouse. <laughs> Strawberry letter. Uh, thank you for my music bed. Subject, is he here for me or just the baby? We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, so today is Super Tuesday, and it is Election Day in the following states. That's New York, Kentucky, and Virginia. That's right. Please get out and vote. Please get out and vote today. If you are not registered, go to our forever First Lady Michelle Obama's voter initiative site. It is called whenweallvote.org, whenweallvote.org. Take the next step to make your voice heard, all right? All right. Yes, man. Get out and vote go. today. Yes. Yes, it's Super Tuesday. Right. And we're going to switch over to the strawberry letter now. It's time if you need advice uh, on relationships, on work, on sex, parenting, dating, and more. Please submit your strawberry letter to Steve Harvey FM and click submit strawberry letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. Buckle up. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is. Strawberry letter. Thank you, nephew. Subject, is he here for me or just the baby? 
Dear Stephen Shirley, I am a 27-year-old woman and I have a one-year-old son. I met his father almost two years ago and when we met, I assumed he was single because he approached me and spent a lot of uninterrupted time with me. Come to find out, he has been in a relationship for eight years. It was too late to cut him off because I was already pregnant. We argued over and over again about how he lied to me and he said he never lied, he just didn't tell me that he had a girlfriend. He became very involved with the pregnancy and I fell in love because of all the attention and my hormones. His girlfriend found out about me and the baby during my second trimester of the pregnancy. He started to change because of the constant arguing between him and his girlfriend. I felt bad about it, but there was nothing I could do now. He became more distant, so I moved back to my hometown so I could have family support to raise my child. He came to see me every month and went to most of my doctor's visits with me. When I had the baby, he was there in the delivery room and stayed two weeks after our son was born so he could bond with him. When he left town, I was heartbroken. He came to visit a few more times, and I'm not sure uh, what he told his girlfriend, but she never bothered us. Every time he's with me, he tells me how much he loves me and wants to stay, yet he still leaves me every time. He says he's only staying with her because she forgave him for cheating, so he's having a hard time breaking her heart again. I'm so confused. I need to know if he's just here for our son or if he's really working on being with me. Do you think he's just leading me on so he won't have any baby mama drama? Well, it's a little late for um, to talk about baby mama drama because, uh, you know, he has a lot of that. He has a lot of drama in his life. Uh, you know, he doesn't want any baby mama drama, but he's got all kinds. Uh, his life is drama filled when you think about it. Uh, you know, he's with you. He's with her for eight years. Uh, he's been with you for two. You're pregnant now. Um, then he doesn't tell you that he's with her. Uh, I mean, with you and with her. He doesn't tell her that he's with you. That's what I'm trying to say. So she's finds out about the pregnancy in your second trimester. And, and that's a mess, according to him, because they're arguing all the time. But again, she's still with him. So is she his girlfriend? Is she his wife? I'm confused, really. I'm confused, too. Uh, it's a lot of drama. He didn't tell you that he was in a relationship for eight years. Why not? Did you not ask or did he not act like it? You said he spent a lot of uninterrupted time. And then, you know, the fact that you guys didn't wear condoms and you got pregnant, that's a lot of drama. Uh, I will give him credit for one thing, and that's wanting to spend time with the baby. But... You know, I mean, you did the right thing by moving away and, and having some support to help you raise your child. But this whole thing is confusing and it's a mess because she's still in his life. He's telling you the only reason he's staying with her is because of what? <laughs> what did he say? That is ridiculous. He, she's not your wife or is she? Is that the lie that you're not telling? Because this sounds more like a wifey situation than a girlfriend. She forgave 
forgive him for cheating. That's the only reason he's staying with her. Does that make sense to you? Because it doesn't to me. Who does that? I, I, I don't know. You say you're so confused. I'm so confused with this. Uh, the main thing is your child should be taken care of. So I hope you're getting child support from this man. Uh, I like the fact that he is spending some time with him. But you guys' relationship... It, it, it's nothing. It really is nothing. I think you need to get your child support, like I said, and move on. Steve? The question letter. <laughs> is in the subject. Is he here for me or just the baby? Well, I think he's there for both. This letter is so interesting because it even exposes to me as a man the depth of which some of us will go. <laughs> and this one is pretty impressive, I must tell you. <laughs> I know a lot of dudes and pull a lot of things, but this one here is impressive. You've been with him, uh, you got a baby. Two years. One-year-old son. Met his father two years ago. Now, here's the part, ladies. When we met, I assumed he was single because he approached me and spent a lot of uninterrupted time with me. A lot. <laughs> See, you assumed he was single because he approached you? That ain't nothing. And he spent some uninterrupted time. What other time can he spend with you? Hold on, my girl calling. <laughs> Hold on, I'll be right my baby over here. A lot of interruptions, right? Hold up, here she go again. Man, I'm trying to talk to you. We'll be back. I'm going to straighten it out for you. All right, yeah, part two coming up of Steve's response to Is He Here For Me or Just The Baby? We'll be back at 23 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, come on, let's recap today's strawberry letter. Is He Here For Me? Or just the baby. He here for both of y'all. And this dude right here is amazing. Like As a him. man, this that he's pulling off, this, whoo, that's pretty good here, dog. <laughs> uh, when we met, I assumed he was single because he approached me and spent a lot of uninterrupted time with me. That's nothing. He approached you. Married men do it all the time. And he spent a lot of uninterrupted time with me. That means he didn't answer his phone. Okay. He didn't return no text. Mm-hmm. He stayed over there for a while. Come to find out he's been in a relationship for eight years. It was too late to cut him off because I was already pregnant. Here we go. We argued over and over again about how he lied to me, and he said he never lied. He just didn't tell me he had a girlfriend. Come on, boy. That's the line of lines. <laughs> Wait a minute. I didn't lie to you. Uh-huh. I just didn't tell you I had a girlfriend. So watch what he did. This is the truth. Man, I'm crazy about you. He is. Mm -hmm. Man, God, I can't believe I met you. He can't. Girl, you the, you the finest woman I ever met. You are. Girl, I can't believe I met somebody like you. He can't. I don't know what I'd do without you. He don't know. All that's true. He just didn't tell you he had a girlfriend. That's all. 
What a line. My man, that got to go down in the books. That got to go down as one of the great lines. I did not lie to you. I just didn't tell you I had a girlfriend. Come on, boy. All right, now. Let's move on. He became very involved with the pregnancy. And you fell in love because of all the attention and my hormones. His girlfriend found out about me and the baby. Second trimester, he started to change because of the constant arguing between him and his girlfriend. I felt bad about it with nothing I could do now, so he became more distant. So you moved back to your hometown so you could have family support you raise your child. He came to see you every month and went to most of my doctor's visits with me. When I had the baby, he was there in the delivery room and he stayed two weeks after our son was born so he could bond with him. When he left, I was heartbroken. He came to visit a few more times. I ain't sure what he told his girlfriend, but she never bothered us. Mm. Now, I don't know what he told his girlfriend. But I'm going to take a shot at it, though. So good at lying. (laughs) What do you say? I got a job out of town. Mm -hmm. Company retreat. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's easy. Mm -hmm. I got a transfer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm back. Transfer (laughs) didn't last long. (laughs) I'm back. (laughs) Yeah. That's I'm assuming that's what he told his girl because you got to tell him something. Now, every time he's with me, he tells me how much he loves me and wants to stay. Mm -hmm. This is how he holds you. Right. Because he tells you what you want to hear. How much he loves me and he wants to stay. Yet he still leaves me every time. But when he come back, he tell you the same thing. Because this line holds you. It keeps you in hope. He said, <laughs> he said he only stand with her because she forgave him for cheating, so he's uh-huh. having a hard time breaking her heart again. Now, see, what? now, this That's line right here, you need to stop. Letter. This is the yeah. worst line I've ever seen yeah, in my life. Me. And I can't believe you told it to her, and I can't believe she typed it. <laughs> That's the worst. She Boy, this out. is the most ignorant mess. I've, and surely had it right. <laughs> I don't know how you think this is acceptable. I would stay with her, but since I broke her heart before <laughs> she forgave me for cheating, that's why I'm staying with her. Because I cheated on her and it hurt her. <laughs> but what about me? But I ain't cheat on you. I cheated with you. <laughs> Boy. She said, I'm so confused. I need to know if he's just here for our son, if he's really working on being with me. He's there for both of y'all. Because he can come see his son. He's actually... Gonna be probably a great dad. Yeah, I gave him credit for that. Uh, you know, he probably is. Mm-hmm. But he ain't got to work on being with you because he can be with you whenever he come to see his son. This is a man who's getting cake. getting his cake and eating it too. He got you every time he come to see his son. How good is this? I can come see my son and get some. <laughs> I can come see my son and get some and then go back to my eight-year relationship and tell her that job didn't work out. I'm back. Is he just leading me on so he won't have any baby mama drama? Listen to me, sister. Shirley said this, and I'm going to say it a different way. Anytime you leading two lives, you in drama. 
his whole life is a bundle of lies. He he can't sleep good at night. He done told so many lies, he don't know what truth is. No <laughs> he leads two lives with her and with you, and now there's a baby included. This dude, I don't know how he's sleeping at night. It's rough over there. Yeah, it is. All right, Steve. Thank you. Post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook and check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Now, coming up at 46 minutes after the hour, our Tell Me Something Good news segment right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for our Tell Me Something Good segment. Here is some good news. Our very own nephew, Tommy. Steve, you should be proud of your nephew and his foundation, Miles of Giving. Well, um, Tommy and his his foundation hosted a free COVID-19 testing public site event in his hometown of Houston. (laughs) Local and public health officials say that younger people uh, going out to bars and clubs and things like that, they're just not taking the virus seriously. So tell us, you know, why you decided to do what you did. And it's important, you know, for all of us to give back. But it's important to you. Why? Well, I did it mainly for the vets, you know, because I opened it up for Mm -hmm. them for them to be able Mm -hmm. to come out. But it was open up to to all the people to come out and do it. Mm -hmm. And I actually did it. I did it with the nasal. I did. I saw your picture. Mm -hmm. I saw your ass try to flinch when she jammed (laughs) that thing up your nose. Did you flinch when they did it to you? Dog, I damn near slapped his ass. <laughs> flinch. Well, look, I, I grabbed want... Tommy, I grabbed his wrist. Oh, oh man. That's enough. Seriously, because he stuck it up in my nose. It made a left turn at my eye. <laughs> I didn't know and what I think, the hell I think had Steve's, happened. I, I think Uncle Steve's was longer. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I man. think since he oh, got man. his done, they've changed it a little bit. Because mine wasn't as long. I seen Uncle Steve. It was a little shorter than yours. No, seriously, man. This thing they put oh, in my mean, nose. You mean the length of the swab? The swab. Yeah, yeah, the length of the swab. It ain't a swab. Uh-huh. It's damn near a straw. <laughs> 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 With that little crinkly part where you can bend it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but I got it done. Got tested. Had like about 200-some-odd cars to pull yes. through. And yes. we did this. We did this in Houston, Texas, at my um, at my old high school, Eisenhower High School. So that was mm-hmm. that was cool to go back to my neighborhood and do yeah. something. That's big, so, man. That's a good mm-hmm. job, there, man. Northside, awesome, boy. Northside. Uh-huh. <laughs> How are the veterans, Tommy? The veterans was good. Took mm-hmm. pictures with them, hung out with them, mm-hmm. talked to them through the mask, of course. Of course. You know? Yes. And then some of them want to take the mask off for a picture. You'd be like, man, if you don't put this mask back on. <laughs> <laughs> See, you good, Tommy, because I can't uh, I can't do it in my high school. Ain't nobody going to come. Why you yeah, say that, Steve? You just did a graduation yeah, speech. Yeah, they will. Commencement yeah, on, speech. On Zoom. Oh, virtually. Yeah, virtually. Yeah. Ain't nobody Still. going on 113th and Superior, man. Oh, <laughs> oh in the- Cleveland. Lord Jesus. Well, that's the issue. I'm glad that you guys, you did that, Tommy. You put Yeah, you got to go to the testing. neighborhood and open it up. Because yes. a lot of people are not having what you can get tested in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the key. Mm-hmm. Come on out. Yeah, let's that get it yeah. That's yeah. great. Really good. Access to health care. Yeah. Access to it. That's great, Tommy. Mm-hmm. And you thank took you, yours, you. and it's all good, and you're I'm healthy all good. and fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got home, my wife, and I said, now sit your ass down. You ain't going nowhere now. <laughs> We know you straight. You ain't leaving this house. Yeah. <laughs> Keep the oh family God, safe. God, I'm right. stuck. Now you in there. All right. Well, coming up at the top of the hour, what's going on in my hometown, Chicago? Wow. We'll talk about this right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
Wow, this is craziness going on in Chicago. 104 people were shot uh, over the Father's Day weekend. There were 14 fatalities, five children among those killed, including a three-year-old boy. This all happened, yeah, just last weekend over the Mm. Father's Day weekend. Chicago saw its highest number of gun violence victims this year. Chicago Police Superintendent David Brown uh, is saying there must be a change in sentencing for violent offenders and home monitoring systems are not working. Take a listen. Let's keep violent offenders in jail longer and let's revamp the home monitoring program. It's not working. For God's sake. Wow, when the police chief is... So surely, all these. This is not like one big event. Something happened. This no, is this just was, different. No, just multiple. Ra- yeah, random, random shootings across the city. Random well, shootings across the city. Yeah. You know, um, we have enough to deal with. We really do. With uh-huh. the racial injustices that's going on, with the COVID nineteen, we've got to find a solution. Uh, the thing that's happening though, is this is something that only we can fix. Um, we we have to we have to find a way to reach our young people. We got to Steve. Yeah, this, I mean we have yeah. got to find a way to reach our young people, mm-hmm. and we can't sit around and say, "Well, they ain't listening." Well, because they listen to us to get started. We cannot take the attitude that they won't listen to us, mm-hmm. because I found in my mentoring program the young men will listen to you. They just need somebody to want to talk to them. Yeah. And you can reach these young people, man. We just got to get real serious about it. Uh, I don't have all the answers to it, but we've got to do something. We have got to do something within ourselves to ready this. And it's going to take black men Mm -hmm. to go home to fix this. Uh, Mm. The government is not coming. They never have. They never will. It's our problem. The laws are not coming. Mm -hmm. We need black men to step up and and get active in these young people's lives and provide mentorship to them. Mm -hmm. We've got to do that. We've got to give them some type of guidance and some type of moral compass to go by, man. Because when you don't have a moral compass, man, when you have no faith-based background, Mm -hmm. when you have no sense of conscience, or value of life, this can happen so readily. And I understand the conditions out there. The conditions perpetrate this type of attitude. I get it. But these conditions have been the same for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of faith leaders, Steve, they said that we're hurting fathers, we're hurting parents, and we're and, and fed up black men, enough is enough. They're saying that enough is enough. Chicago, so they're agreeing yeah. with you. This is in Chicago, yeah. It's it's. I mean, 104 people shot. That I, I, that is I, I an incredible understand. number, right there. I, I don't understand how everything that's going on, we got time to fight each other. I don't I get don't, that. Well, that has never and then, stopped. And then, unfortunately, an innocent child mm-hmm. has five to lose children. his life before yeah. it even gets started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Five children. Five children. Five this three-year-old those killed. Mm-hmm. This three-year-old boy was in the car mm-hmm. with his stepfather, so they obviously the police think he was the target. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a young girl, I think she was like 11 or 12, of a young girl in the house watching TV. Uh, she yeah, was just, shot and killed. It's in just your house, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. 
we're, we're just dealing with on? so much. Yeah. Just 14 five, fatalities, five children among those killed, including the three-year-old boy that Carla just spoke of, but 104 people shot in Chicago over the weekend. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Got to do something. Yeah, it, it really does. I mean, with everything else we're going through now, I mean, come on. Come, yeah, come on. on, y'all. Come on. Yeah, we have to do better. We have to do better. I mean, we have our issues with with the police. All right. Uh, wow. Coming up, we'll have more of today's trending stories on the Steve Harvey Morning Show at 20 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. The fight for justice for Breonna Taylor continues this Thursday, June 25th. Attorney Benjamin Crump, civil rights activist Tamika Mallory, and Breonna's mother, Tamika Palmer, and other community members and activists for a march to the Kentucky State Capitol building in Frankfort are demanding Attorney General Daniel Cameron arrest all of the Louisville police officers involved in Breonna Taylor's murder. All of them, okay? One of the officers involved, his name is Brent Hankison, will be fired. A.G. Daniel Cameron is African-American, and we are demanding justice for Breonna Taylor, whether he's African-American or not. Like I said, if five of us go into a house and we shoot it up and somebody dies, five of us are going to prison. That day. That day. They don't give a damn about the investigation. Mm -hmm. You were there which makes you just as accountable. Because if you had not been there, we don't know, but this person could still be alive. That's what happened to this woman, Breonna Taylor. And so, we see, that's why I'm screaming, man. I've got to find a way. I don't know how to do it, but I'm gonna I'm get, I'm pushing for mandatory police sentencing. Because just like we have mandatory sentencing and they are hired to uphold mm-hmm. the law, they should have to uphold the law and not only uphold it, they should have to abide by it just like we do. Right. And it's hard, but it's not impossible. It's hard because they've been doing it this way for so long, but it's not impossible. Change it's easy not to kill a person. Yeah. yeah. It's really easy not to kill a person. Hell, just ain't no magic trick. Right. All right. I've managed to not kill nobody for 63 years and I ain't had no damn police training. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, it is time. It is time for Ask the CLO. This one is from Kim in Hampton, Virginia. Kim says, I'm 32 years old and I've been dating a guy for seven months. I met his parents last weekend and his mom is very sweet, but his daddy is a pervert. His Mm. dad cornered me in the hallway as I was leaving the restroom and he whispered that he's a bad boy. Then he told me to rub him to see what he's working with. What? I went went and told my boyfriend and he laughed and said his dad is harmless. He asked me to chill before I made a scene. I think my boyfriend should have checked his dirty old daddy. Am I wrong? Well, it's it's not that you're wrong. A son to his father, he don't see that side. And he don't want to see that side. Man, my daddy harmless. Well, he don't really know his daddy like that. You know, he just know him as the father's son. He ain't never seen him flirting with chicks before. He don't know his daddy perverted. He don't know. Mm. And for you to bring it up, he just ain't, he gonna check his father. Pop, you don't be up in here talking to her like that. 
the respect level and that respect has a little bit of fear in it for you, Father. And I believe that's what it is. And, you know, just avoid his father. Stay away from him. He could be a good guy. I mean, you, the dude you with, and he done took you to meet his mama. That's a good sign after seven months. So just avoid the dad. His dad could be perverted, and his son don't know what that's like. Come here, and yeah. Hopefully it don't go no further than that. I'm going to see what I'm working with. Don't tell me see what I'm working with. And then you find to the boy and the daddy. Mm. Yeah. So congratulations, but just stay away from the daddy. That's the best I can do. And then if it happens yeah. again, then you're gonna have to point it out to his yeah. son again. You might have to go go in there and tell his mom. Put your hand in my pocket. Your husband is dead on me. Your husband touching my ass every time I'm coming in the hallway, and I needed to stop Miss Peterson. the pervert. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Get your man. Yeah. All right, all right leave that uh, girl alone. Joanne in Corinth, Texas says, I'm a 29-year-old Caucasian woman and I love your show. My problem is with my husband. All he wants to do is go fishing and hang out at the lake with his buddies since we aren't quarantined anymore. I asked him what's the problem and he said I nag him constantly. He said we need some time apart and he's been staying on our boat. I know he's not cheating because my brother and my cousin stay on the boat too. He's been home to shower and change clothes. Then he leaves. Will, well, he, he, just, will he snap out of this eventually? He just tired. Well, yeah. Yeah. See, he done got tired of you in the, in the, in the, in the quarantine. You don't want to oh, yeah. out. See, yeah, he black couldn't people wait and for white a people, Steve, they got yeah, the same Yeah, everybody, everybody. Everybody. Black and white people. He tired of your ass. He down there at the boat with his your brother, any damn body. You done got on his nerves in the yes, quarantine. Right. And he will snap out of it, but give him a minute, though. Coming up, it's our last break of the day. It's the last break of the day. And we'll have some closing remarks from the one and only Steve Harvey coming up at 49 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, here we are, guys. Last break of the day on this Tuesday. Don't forget to get out and vote in those Kentucky. crucial states. Virginia on, and New York, please. <laughs> but really, Kentucky, right? Kentucky, <laughs> baby. Come on, Kentucky. Don't let us down. Virginia, too. It's Virginia, stuff going too. On, man. Mm-hmm. Come on, y'all. New York, we need We're them all. Everybody then. We need them all. We're rooting for y'all. We need them all. Get out and vote today, please. Clean, sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. This just a dress rehearsal. Yeah. Yes. Getting you ready for the fall. That's right, <laughs> for showtime in November. Mm-hmm. Because you Don't know, uh, do your part. let me close by saying this. Mm-hmm. And uh, every day I've been um, not really uh, thinking about my closing remarks, but just really speaking from on the inside. So I've decided not to change that. But you know what, man, as a black person in this country, what I am increasingly disheartened by. First of all, before I say that, let me say this, that I am a bit optimistic doing this protest because like I've said almost every day, this is the first time I've ever seen these many non-African Americans protesting for something that affects black people so deeply. And for that, I'm actually grateful. I'm very, very proud of the young people that's out there pushing as hard as they have across this country. And I'm really, really appreciative of the non-African-American support that we've gotten. I I really appreciate that because I I said in the beginning when this all started, I said the only way this is ever going to be uh, 
dealt with effectively if, is if we can get some white outrage. I remember a few weeks ago I was doing closing remarks with the title, I'm just looking for a few good white folks. Because I know they're out there. I know they are. And they showed up. They have showed up. The disheartening part is the sheer number of non-African Americans who have no empathy for this cause at all, who want things to remain as they are, no matter how painful it may be for us, is some people don't care how you are affected by the Confederate flag, how you are affected by our history, how you are affected by our statutes, how you are affected by our laws, how you are affected by our voter suppression, how you are affected by the way we call you when we call the police, how we are affected, how we even, they don't even care how you feel about your kids getting shot because it ain't happening to them. And it's disheartening when you see it over and over and over again, even in the light of protest, in the light of all the changes that corporations are making. They taking Aunt Jemima off the box, Uncle Ben off the box. They trying to make changes everywhere. Nike, when you go to Nike's website, which I tried to go to the other thing, the first thing pop up is Black Lives Matter. That's never happened before. If you remember just a couple of years ago when Black Lives Matter came out, they destroyed that slogan. They came back with All Lives Matter. See, Black Lives Matter does not say to you, we don't think that nobody else's lives matter or we don't think that our lives matter more than yours. We just want you to feel about us the way we feel about it. Our life should count just like everybody else's life count. That's all Black Lives Matter saying. See, you got to quit passing this justice out like it's pie. I heard somebody say it, man, and that done stuck with me. Justice ain't like pie. Where if you give us too big of a slice, that means less for you. That's not how justice works. Justice should be for all people. We built this country. We the reason this country prospers. There's so many families that are non-African American that have substantial wealth. And it was built from the slavery empire. That's a fact. That's a fact. When you have generational wealth in this country, in the textile business, in the service business, in the, in, in, in the cigarette business, in the alcohol business, in the cleaning business, in the farming business, in the church business, you can trace it back to slavery. You can run it all the way back to slavery. And the reason you had slaves in the first place because you didn't want to do the work. You brought us over here for free labor. It's disheartening the number of people who are hanging on to that. It's disheartening, man. Matter of fact, it's past disheartening. It's right out damn sickening. And you make me sick. You make me sick with your hatred of us. You make me sick with it. A person has the right to ask for equality. We ain't asking for superiority. We're asking for equality. God, what's wrong with that? 
We just asking to be the same as everybody else, not more, but we want to quit being less. My children should not, I should not have to feel when my children leave the house. I'm tired of talking to my sons about this. But you know the sad thing is, it looks like I'm going to have to tell it to my grandsons. Because it's enough of y'all that don't give a damn how we feel. So could you not understand when they turn around and don't give a damn how you feel for just a moment? Because if it was happening to you, I bet you would feel the exact same way. As a matter of fact, you would feel worse because you've had a life of privilege. And to watch your children gun down would affect you even more, I believe. But it really can't affect you anymore because we as hurt as hurt can be. And we just sick of it. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 